Welcome, gamers, to Basement Arcade Pause Menu, the show where we hit pause, sit back, and just chill. I am your host, Ben Magnet, and today on the show, returning back, she is here. She is the one and only Twitch streamer that you know of. Uh, well, she well, maybe not the one and only, but she is definitely a really awesome Twitch streamer. She's a good friend of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Mid play, Mid, how are you, girl? How you been? <laughs> I'm pretty good. How about you? It has been a minute since you've been on the show. It is, I mean, has it been over a year since I've last talked to you? A few months. Uh, we'll say. Yeah. A couple I, of I, months. I, I would say maybe a little all over 10 months, give or take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are times where I do, where I have like constant recordings of the show, then a little bit of a hiatus. But, you know, but yeah, you're back. It's good to have you back on the show. How have you been? What you been up to, girl? Uh looking for more video game like you like uh like always <laughs> more mech game <laughs> oh yeah the just growing the ever the the backlog is ever growing isn't it yes yes it's the year of the mech like people are telling me so oh. many mech game i love it <laughs> oh i know there's a certain mech game that's coming out we're probably gonna be talking about that later on but before we do uh, just a little recap. So the last time you were here on the show, you and I were talking about gaming games that we feel deserve to be remastered. Games mm-hmm. that we feel that they could use the HD treatment, they could use the HD collection. Um, but yes. this time, we're gonna we're, we're still gonna be talking about gaming remasters a little bit. But this time, instead of gaming remasters that we want to see, we're gonna be talking about gaming remasters we love. Part one game in particular. Because I noticed you've been playing, because you and I were friends on the Switch, on we were friends on each other's Nintendo Switches, mm-hmm. and recently, um, there's a game that both of us have been playing that I, because I see every time I, you pop up, I'm like, oh hey, Mitt's on, and I see you playing this game, and that is Mega <laughs> Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Yes, I love this game, and <laughs> I am so because I see you play it. I mean, now and at the time of this recording, we're recording this on May twentieth. And it's been a week since The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has come out. At this point in time, I don't have the game yet because money reasons. But <laughs> Mega Man has definitely been keeping me, uh, giving me that little serotonin hit. But let's talk about Mega Man Legacy Collection. Before we jump into the collection itself, Mint, do you remember the first ever Mega Man Battle Network game you ever got? I actually do, and I actually, uh, someone stole it from me at school. (laughs) How dare they? Yes, the first one I got, uh, I believe it was two months after uh, somebody stole it from me. I was so mad. (laughs) You mean she got the game, and then two months later, some jerk at your school stole it? Yeah. Oh, I would have been so pissed. I was mad. I was mad. <laughs> did you ever <laughs> find mad. out who did it? Uh, it was uh, one of the friend of my ex boyfriend. Okay. Did did they ever give it back, or was it no? Just, or, oh. No, it, it was like we were at um, at a point of uh, like just um, uh, cut uh, our relationship. Mm-hmm. And he was starting to get mad at me. I was not sure if he wanted to if he wanted to stay with me or not. And uh, I think I was going to the gym and ask him to um, uh, to hold my uh, for me my my polo my 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 like uh, my uh, a big uh, shirt. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. with some pocket, and my game was inside that pocket. <laughs> after the gym, I got it back. I was like, wait, wait where's my game? Oh, no. I was like, wait, where's my game? Like, Tommy? Uh, do you know where my game is? No. <laughs> and then, yeah, it, it, it was gone. <laughs> Friendship over. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> so what battle? So which battle network was it? Which one did you start off with? Uh, Mega Man Battle Network for Blue Moon. Oh, okay, so you start off with Blue Moon. All right. Mm-hmm. I didn't had um, any Game Boy Advance. I didn't have the Nintendo DS. But uh, one day I got the you know the adapter for the GameCube. Oh, play. the Game Boy Player, yeah. Yes, that, that's when I said, yay, now I can play Game Boy Advance game. And I got the first one, and I lost it. <laughs> oh. You know, when, ever since the Legacy's Collection has come out, people have been kind of, um, they haven't been dogging on Blue on, Mega, on Battle Network 4. They've definitely been saying that Battle Network 4 is one of the weaker titles. And, part of, and it's pro- probably part of my nostalgia that's coming through, because... Mm-hmm. Even though Battle Network 4 wasn't the Battle Network game I started with, I loved Battle Network 4 when I was a kid playing it. I thought the double soul, um, like the, the double soul concept, like the double soul mechanic where you can mm-hmm. actually where Mega Man takes the form of another net navvy he's interacted yeah. with. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. That was epic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thankfully they brought it back and um I, I, I know they brought it back in five and they brought it back in six, and definitely the double soul combinations really influenced which version of those games mm-hmm. I was gonna buy. But I, it's probably just nostalgia because right now I'm pl- I'm going through the Battle Network games one by one. I just mm-hmm. beat Battle Network one. I'm going. I'm in oh. Battle Network two right now. Um, but yeah, because my first ever Battle Network game was Battle Network three blue version, and I loved that game. Not oh, only that, I loved that game so much that my brother would watch me play it, and it actually convinced him to go buy Battle Network white. So it was the, technically the same game, but with a little bit of difference, mm-hmm. uh, different uh, like the navy to fight. It was know. different, a few different bosses and different battle chips that you can trade in between. My brother wanted it because he wanted to battle me in Mega Man, but he didn't really. Um, from what I remember, he played it. He started playing it a little bit, but he just wasn't really getting into the gameplay because you know Battle Network is the the. The combat in Battle Network is different from any other Mega Man game. It's not like free roaming, side scrolling, run and gun. It's like oh, grid yeah, based. Sure. Yeah, it just um, you know the game. But for those in case who don't know, it's grid based three by three. You still get to move around. You still get to move Mega Man around. Mm-hmm. But the strategy is you get um, battle chips, which kind of act like attack cards, which help you do better damage to your opponent. And it takes a little while to get used to because you because it's um, you have RPG elements, you have um, deck building elements, you have um, quick reflexes to make sure mm-hmm. you can move Mega Man out and in from attacks and just deal damage when you can. And it, it's there's a lot the layers of, of Battle Network are there, and I absolutely loved it. And I picked up on the battle system really quickly. I mean, it took me a while, and my brother unfortunately could not. So I just had two versions of Mega Man Battle Network 3 in my house. And unfortunately, <laughs> both of them were sold because at one point in time, I sold all my Battle Network games because I thought, I'm never going to be playing no. these games again. <laughs> Cut to a few certain 
cut to some years down the line, I'm like, I really miss my Battle Network games. Why did I do mm-hmm. that? But you know, you go through a phase when you're thinking you're you're an older teenager and you're trying to be like, I'm gonna get rid of all this case stuff, and then you become an adult. You realize like I should Fuck. not have done that. <laughs> And who knew that Mega Man was still going to be a very major influential part of my life, even well into my 30s now. Mm-hmm. And I'm even talking with my fiance because there are times where we see Mega Man stuff and she's and she like tries to shield my eyes. She's like, don't look at the Mega Man stuff. Go keep walking. <laughs> yeah, uh, like uh, like you're saying, Mega Man Battle Network collection is one of the best. Uh, I do not understand why... Uh, people are not more into it. Like I know, I know, like uh, some, uh, like the new generation prefer like 3D game. Mm-hmm. That uh, Mega Man Battle Network is so amazing. There's so many reference of, uh, like uh, I know they're um, the people who made this game. They're a, a big fan of rock and roll. So the main town is ACDC, and then you have other stuff. It, uh, reference to uh i believe there was one about the uh, gun and roses that, that was like it blew my mind oh. how amazing that was oh that was Mega Man x5 the, x5 yeah the guns and roses reference you're talking about um when the place when Mega Man x5 was coming out here in the united was coming out here in north america the person who was um translating the game over at capcom america mm-hmm. um they they didn't she didn't want her husband was a huge fan of Guns N' Roses and she put some Guns N' Roses names into oh, the, okay, the yeah. and it, but unfortunately when the battle when the Mega Man X Legacy Collection came out they changed the names to be more translated to what the Japanese names were because the Japanese mm-hmm. names were they were just standard Maverick names but when they came over to America and she changed the and they changed the names it was. Or when they came to North America, they like you have Duff McWhalen, you have Ax, um, Axel, Ro- literally Axel Rose, Axel, and uh, <laughs> one of my favorite Slash Grizzly. Slash, yeah. But in the <laughs> Legacy Collection, which I don't know why it upsets me, but at the same time, part of me understands it. But the other, it's like, but Duff McWhalen and the Guns and Roses names in Man X Five is just. It just adds like a little touch to it. Yeah, it's and awesome. even when and even when you're talking about in Battle Network for ACDC Town, yes, it is um, the same name as the rock band. But I also want to say um, it's possibly because because ACDC also stands for Alternate Current Direct Current because they probably just named it as um, oh hey because this town is all about the net and the electronics. So let's just like mm-hmm. throw that out there. But at the same, but everyone else is like ACDC. Yeah. yeah like you're playing the game. You're like, someone puts on the back and black album and you just hear hell's bells while Len is walking around <laughs> town. <laughs> that would be cool. But um, also one of the cool things about the, the legacy collection that I have been noticing, like as some articles have been popping up on my um, social feeds is that this is, Uh, this game i want to say has sold almost 11 million units i could be wrong but this game has actually been selling like hotcakes yes and this is doing doing great numbers for capcom Mm -hmm. and thank goodness it does it is because this is getting more people into mega man even though it's a different version of the mega man like say you and i grew up with Mm -hmm. but the fact that mega man is making numbers and it's making money for capcom is just making me hopeful that they could finally put out more mega man stuff I was so happy. I believe it was in Mega Man uh, Battle Network 4 or 3. I don't remember exactly, but uh, in Land's room, there's actually a poster 
of uh, Mega Man Legend Two. It's so amazing. <laughs> oh, that legends that those legends references are throughout almost all the games. Yeah, in Battle Network One, I remember there's a Servbot toy. And Battle Network One and Two, there's a Servbot toy in Melu's room. Battle Network Three has a poster of Mega Man Volnut. And even when Land's mom is watching TV, you can see data, like data on like the little TV in the <laughs> in the background. And I'm just like, okay, so they know they have love for legends. Can we please get that legends love, like for mm-hmm. real? I mean, I I thankfully I do have copies of the legends games um, digitally on my PlayStation Three, so I have mm-hmm. one, two, and Trombone. I just got those recently. Oh God. Yeah, they're on my hard drive. They're 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 safe and thankfully they're ready to go whenever I want to. Thank goodness before Sony decides to shut that store down. Because I remember you told me that you just got Trombone recently, Trombon. and that was a <laughs> very expensive. That got, must have cost a very shiny penny. He's like, I'm gonna do a good price for you since you come here a lot. I'm like, okay, what what is your good price? <laughs> Eight hundred dollar. Do 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 you accept a liver? <laughs> Let me just go sell my kidney. How do why not? <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh oh god, what what the hell am I gonna do with this game? Like I'm, st- I start streaming it. I'm like, oh, I, I'm pretty sure it's not gonna be as good as Mega Man Legend One and Two, but. Of course, it is not as good, but it is extremely funny. It's a very, very funny game. I was laughing so hard while streaming this. I was, I was, I was like, I was stunned, like uh, with mm-hmm. all the joke and stuff, especially with the the little bot when they they, they talk. Like when the police start uh, chasing you, they're like, look, Miss John, it's the police. <laughs> I was <laughs> laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, Mega Man Battle Network, I hope more people buy it. I really love um, the Versus mode. Even if some people, when they start playing it, the, the Versus, they, they get uh, obligated the first time because yeah. people <laughs> who play Versus mode are like God or something. <laughs> <laughs> very powerful player i've heard that <laughs> the games that people have been playing versus mode mostly have been three and five like those versions of battle network that's where most of the pvp is coming from mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense because battle network because i'm going through battle network 2 right now i still like it especially but i still kind of laugh at some of the early translations because there are mm-hmm. a lot of there are some times where i'm reading it's like especially in battle network one where they call where when Proto Man is first introduced, he calls Chod Load Chod, and then later on he calls him Lord Chod. And I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> there's some like some there's like some things that are lost in translations. Like, come on, yeah. Capcom. There's like an, there was an obvious spelling mistake in Battle Network Two that I found, and I'm just sitting there going, how did this make it through? I mean, mm-hmm. I get it. It was early 2000s, and maybe they were just trying to get the game out. But how did how did this happen? And because I don't remember any major spelling dis- spelling mistakes in Battle Network Three. But once again, the last time I played Battle Network Three was years ago, well over like 15 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, same here. Uh, uh, by the way, have you heard of the the big bug with Mega Man Battle Network Six in the collection? Ooh. 
I have not heard of the big bug. What's the big uh, bug? Yeah, there's. Uh, I, I did post it, post this on my Twitter, so people don't don't have this problem. But uh, I don't know if it. I don't know if it got patched. But since uh, uh, when uh, we got uh, Mega Man Battle Network six here in North America, in the past uh, we didn't get uh, the um, special uh, Japanese content, which was. Um, like a collaboration with a different game called uh, uh, the Sun Moon. Hang on, I, I got the the box here. Oh, oh that's wasn't that in Bound of Baktai. Yeah, Baktai. Yeah, I remember Baktai. So they they did put back the stuff uh, from Mega Man Battle Network Six in this version uh, with the Baktai stuff, but uh, there's a problem. It, there's one mission. You gotta get the Bucktie's level three card. Mm-hmm. It's the the last price. If you don't get it, because uh, if you play in English, the card will not appear. Oh. So if you beat that mission, it's over for you. You will never get it back, or unless somebody traded for you, uh, mm-hmm. trade the the card. But if you uh, save your game after completing this mission in English. You will get like a soft lock, and then you won't be able to complete like three achievement. It's uh, yeah, it's very tedious. So, after somebody who found a solution is when you do this mission, you swap the language to Japanese. Mm-hmm. The reward will change back, so you will see the the real uh, the the Baktai level three card. Now you can complete the mission. Oh. You save your game. You go. You keep, quit the game. You change the language back to English, and then you will have the card in your inventory. But if you did that mission in English and you save, you're totally screwed. You will uh-huh. have to restart the the whole game. Wow. Well, hopefully, hopefully, Capcom did find a way to patch that. I, I hope <laughs> it's a very big bug. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's an annoying bug, especially for Battle Network because Battle Network games. I remember was like, especially with three, four, and five, because those are the ones I grew up playing. Those are the ones I owned back in the day. Um, I remember not only buying the games but also finding the strategy guides for them. And I would flip through the strategy guides, and I would just see all the stuff I need to do to get completion. You know, like a full battle list of battle chips that i had to collect <laughs> um not only that but with especially with starting with three three four and five the massive post game that there is especially with battle network three like going deeper into the internet fighting serenity fighting mm-hmm. uh finding serenity and fighting serenity then fighting another even more powerful version of base just to get his uber powerful battle oh, chip yeah. just to wreck fools and i'm just looking at all this stuff i was like i have to do all of this and the yes. wor- for me the worst part was collecting the battle chips because especially when i was younger finding and collecting battle chips at first was like oh this is fun but then realizing i had to grind i had to find the enemies because it's random battles just mm-hmm. like any just like any good rpg the battles are random and you don't know which enemies you have to, to have to find. I remember I needed um, to put my faith in RN Jesus when I was playing battle network two to find this one specific chip to trade with this NPC so I could progress the story. And mm-hmm. it was just annoying because I'm just like, cause you get the, the busting level you need to get, but then RN Jesus would be like, Nope, you just get Zenny or you just get this other <laughs> random battle chip that you do not need. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just one of those things where you just like, 
you just go back and you just like lay your heads back and go, Oh, I need this one ship. And it's just annoying to get, but going into the reason why I love the legacy collection. And I think that this is one of the best remasters or even um, video game collections out there is just all the options that Capcom gave us to play the game. And one of those options that now I know some purists might be, will probably start yelling at me saying I'm cheating. I'm not doing, I'm not playing the game as it was intended. I don't care. I'm an adult. I have a very busy schedule. Any (laughs) chance I have to sit down and play a game, even for two plus hours straight Mm -hmm. is a godsend. And that is Buster Max mode. Buster Max mode is an absolute freaking godsend in this game. Cheating. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care, man. Um, Now, for those of you, for the, uh, obviously you and I know what Buster Max mode is. For those of you Mm -hmm. who don't know, Buster Max mode is essentially a mode that you can toggle on and off whenever you want. It it doesn't, you are not locked into it whenever you start a new battle network game. And it makes your Mega Buster do 100 points of damage. Because when you first start off as playing Battle Network, your Mega Buster only does one point of damage. But as the game progresses, you can make it stronger. So I think maybe eventually you can get it to do like 5 or 10 points of damage at a time. And that's an Mm -hmm. uncharged shot. Buster Max Mode, right out of the gate. You can just like, you don't even have to use Battle Chips essentially for some parts. And (laughs) as you upgrade Mega Man throughout your, uh, throughout playing the game, the damage that your Mega Buster does increases as well. So if it goes to two damage, it goes to 200 damage, which makes bosses busting so much easier and so much less tedious. And I think that's like one of the best things that Capcom has done, because I will not lie as a kid, when I'm first playing this, I don't know, or I'm not realizing that my Mega Buster is just like so weak. It's like a pea shooter. It just Mm -hmm. does one point of damage. And I'm used to like the, I'm used to games like Mega Man Legends, Mega Man, the regular Mega Man series, and Mega Man X4 and the Mega Man X games, where my Buster is my main weapon, and the special weapons are the ones that do extra damage to bosses. There's something else uh, that flew almost uh, under everyone's radar that uh, Capcom did ex- uh, did something very awesome about Mega Man Battle Network. It's not about the game, but it's on their YouTube channel. They actually, just before the game get released, like a f- maybe like, let's say like one month ago, they have released like uh, the uh, the full season one and two of Mega Man Battle Network, the, the cartoon show. Mm-hmm. I, I, I watched it completely. I was like, oh shit, that's so awesome. <laughs> and it's I, free. You know what? I'm so glad you mentioned that because when I f- heard the news that they released the entire seasons one and two of the anime on YouTube, I remember waking up at when I was once again, this is back when I was a kid, and I found out that mm-hmm. there was even a Mega Man NT Warrior anime. It was on Kids WB. I remember waking up and watching it almost every Saturday morning. I had it TiVo'd for a short time, and then I something happened, and I never saw it again. And now, uh. and it, those, and unfortunately, those older um, anime, those older cartoons, those older animes, sometimes it's they're hard to find physical like yeah. DVD copies of it. And there's, as far as I know, there is no DVD set of the entire first or second season. So the mm-hmm. fact that Capcom decided that Capcom's like, oh, let's just put it up on YouTube. I mean, if the show was old, we're celebrating the release of Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Why not put the anime up there? And even I'm watching the anime. I was like, wow, this is definitely one of those anime you remember <laughs> loving more as a kid. But at the same time, it's still like, 
the fact that they decide to put it up there and it's there, hopefully it stays there yeah. for, hopefully they don't take it down. No, I hope so. But because both of seasons are saved playlists on my YouTube, on my YouTube and just the fact that it's there and I could actually watch the show from beginning to end in its entirety. I say it's a really good move by Capcom and it also yeah. makes me want to play more legacy collection. Yeah, like I said, I did watch it completely. The f- just the first season, though, because I didn't mm-hmm. have time to, to watch the second. But I, I mean, I, we we know that it's a cartoon more for kids. But even as an adult, I did enjoy it a lot. It was I was coming back from work. I was getting my little bowl of chips, my my little Coca Cola. There you go. For, let's let's play like a five episode. Watch it. Go sleep repeat <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was really fun yeah so questions for you mint when you restarted playing battle network when the legacy collection came out were you playing with buster max mode on or did you turn or did you turn it off no turn it off okay all right mm. so you were you were playing it the way it was originally intended yes <laughs> <laughs> honestly i think that the buster i mean i love the fact that buster max mode is just it's there it's there if you want it it's there if you mm-hmm. if you need it and it's definitely super easy to it makes it yes it does make the game easier but the fact that it's an option is one of the things that i i feel that that helps make this collection such a boon to other gamers and to even people who are just getting into mega man legends or mm-hmm. not mega man legends excuse me battle network because it's, it's it does the combat is much different from more traditional Mega Man games. And I feel that having Buster Maximo there to help ease players into it. And if they feel confident in their abilities, then they could just go ahead and turn off and they can try a, a boss that they, because I remember when I was a kid and I first saw, or I first fought Gutsman and Mega Man only had a hundred hit points. And I see Gutsman with 300 and I'll go, Oh no, I get instantly <laughs> afraid because Gutsman is supposed to be the easiest boss in the entire game. Yeah. And I just got demolished because I had no idea how to properly use my chips. I'm just like trying to charge my Mega Buster and, and nothing was working. And with Buster Max mode, yes, it makes the, the boss fights easier. Yes, it makes it um, – it can you – know, you can blaze through the story quick. I think when mm-hmm. I – I think it only took me about like 10 hours to beat the first Mega Man Battle Network the, the story mode mm-hmm. and that's with buster max mode on and that's just like cool that saves me time i can jump into battle work two and then eventually three four five and six and i can just go through the story enjoy the game and play it at my own pace but besides that i also love all the different filters all the or the, the filters that they can do you can have you can screw the pixels out if you really want or you can have a classic GBA pixel, which I will not admit. I love having my GBA pixels. Uh, mm-hmm. That's nostalgic for me. And even just like all the different options you can do to make the game comfortable for your viewing. Like you can change the screen size. You can change the borders. Yeah. Um, and the fact that when you boot the turn the game on, the original voice actor yeah, that, that from, was ba- amazing. From, from Bound Network is there talk as Mega Man talking to you. And I think that's just fantastic. I mean, for me, that just that just makes me happy as a nerd. Because because when I first turned the game on and I heard him like, why does he sound so familiar? Why, why does this Mega Man sound so familiar? Lo and behold, <laughs> it's the voice actor from the anime. It is. That was really awesome. The first time I was like, wait, I I know this guy. <laughs> I know yeah. this voice actor. <laughs> I mean, I've been ranting about how much I love about network. Man, what do you love most about this legacy collection? Mm, 
I would say uh, I, I do like uh, the versus mode that like it happens sometimes when I'm going to play a game and then I'm just going to get butchered like in five <laughs> seconds because some people make these insane combo that are, are impossible to, to fight back. But eh, eh, you try again and then you get better at it. And mm-hmm. I mean, you if you play versus mode, if people people are watching the podcast, don't give up. Like try again. You you're gonna win eventually. You might die a few times. <laughs> but the versus mode, uh, after you complete all the the story, you will collect all these cards. You make your own combo. So it's kind of like uh, technically like like Magic the Gathering. Like you make mm-hmm. your, your deck. And you go fight, and you, sometimes you you will have like a, I don't know, like the best <laughs> the best card against you. Like ah, oh, damn it, okay, I'm gonna play against you. I'm gonna swap deck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like when someone it's, it's like when someone opens up like it's a, the best hand, the best opening hand. They oh get, like, yeah, it's like oh cool, I could do a program advance right off the bat, right away, like 300 <laughs> points of damage, and you're like. Uh, why? And then you're looking at your own hand. It's like, why do I have a horrible hand? This is not good. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I remember I, I beat one player. I just put one card on the field. Just one. And the guy could not do anything. He just lost. I mean, uh, the game just, like, stopped, like, lagging. And he just left the game because he could not do anything about it. So it's like, uh, I don't remember the name of the card. It's like a, um, a microphone that appear on the, on the field and it start doing some music. And mm-hmm. as long as it's there, the, the enemy player is, is HP will keep dropping <laughs> and he cannot do anything about it un- unless he, de- is destroy- he does destroy the, the microphone. But that microphone was behind like a, a giant block of a stone. Mm-hmm. He had no card to shoot <laughs> against the block. So it, like, you could see clearly, like after one minute in the battle, he was panicking, like trying to do anything to distort the microphone. He could not. I was standing behind the block, like, okay, one day he's gonna do something. Nope, zero or zero HP. He just log off. <laughs> <laughs> he just he's like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I give up. Uh, that's well, that's one of the reasons why I love the Bound Network games. Is that now I haven't gotten into versus mode personally. I don't know because even when I had Bound Network as a kid, the multi the multiplayer was always there. The mm-hmm. playing against your friends, the trading of chips was always there, and that's like with Bound Network three on. That's why the Capcom make dip um, kept making different versions. It's kind of like Pokemon where. Yeah. Um, different games have different bosses, but uh, they also have different battle chips, so you can swap between them, which I think is a great way to get people. I mean, also, of course, it's a great way to buy multiple copies of the same game. Yeah. But also, it's just a fun way to, to play against your friends. I've never really played um, Battle Network multiplayer. Even when my brother had Battle Network 3, um, when he had white version, we never really tried it because he just couldn't get into the battle system or the way the, the, the combat worked. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Capcom not only made um, all six games available for PvP, and the fact that they're utilizing online in what <clears throat> and what I believe is a de- in a good way, because I've heard the online battle system is running smoothly, it runs yeah. well, mm-hmm. and that just makes me happy because this could open the door to competitive play. 
oh, to people yes. playing competitively and in tournaments. I would not be surprised if I were to go to a video game convention, like say Portland or SoCal, and someday there's like or someone's like, "Hey, Battle Network Three um, champion, like a, we're gonna have a Battle Network Three tournament. Bring your Switch and you can duel it out in Mega Man Battle Network." It's like, whoa. Because when you go to like retro conventions or even video game conventions, you see the standard fare like fighting game, um, like fighting like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, um, Mario Kart. Maybe I went to a convention a few weeks ago. They had a Pokemon Puzzle League tournament, which I thought was really cool. Wow. But if the competitive scene keeps growing with Battle Network, I think we can see more tournaments down the line. And part of me is really hoping for that. The Mega Man Battle Network series, the same as Advanced War, they have like a big community behind them. But how uh, the way how I I, I saw how they do the competition is uh, they they made like um, a version with all the stuff like from one, two, three, four, five, and six in to one game and then people uh they play online with that version and they can actually swap the navy they don't they don't have to play Mega Man. so they can they can actually uh play with a different navy and they do oh. different combos so yeah it's 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 kind of like a mod that okay. uh, there's there's tournament of that and people actually love this <laughs> no wow yeah, because actually that would be cool if you got a chance to play as a different net navy. Because as much as I would love to play as Mega, as obviously would if if this if this world existed, I would definitely have Mega Man as my net navy. <laughs> but the chance to play other net navies, I wouldn't mind playing as Proto Man. Proto Man is pretty cool. There's four I really want to play. Um, there's Col- uh, Colonel. Ah, uh, Colonel. Yeah, Colonel. Uh, there's um, uh, Sparkman. Mm-hmm. The one with giant needle electricity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, Metal Man. That's my favorite one. Okay. And there's Maggie. Oh. The the little girl medic medical. Yes, yeah, she's in Battle Mark Five. Yes. Yep, yep. She she's was. In, in team, she's in Team uh, Proto Man. Team Proto Man. <laughs> team Proto Man was my was um that was my game when I had it on the GBA years ago. Um, mostly because I liked the Proto Soul and the Search Soul. I thought the Search Soul was, looked so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sir, it's like Search Man. It's like when you say Search Man, you're like, what does Search Man look like? And then you see him as a sniper, and you're like, oh. Sniper with a rocket launcher. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Napalm Man is pretty cool, too. Yeah. He just like blows stuff up. <laughs> like tank. Mega Man. Yeah, Mega Man's form when he has the Napalm Soul, it's just like. Uh, it, it's essentially every time I remember when I was a kid, like if you could hear Creedence Clearwater Revival's um, Fortunate Sung play, mm-hmm. whenever I got Napalm Man, I just like waitly waste to the opposite side of the field. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it, look, it kind of looked like a mech, to be honest. It kind of does, kind of does. Um, like um, a mad cat from Mech Warrior with the two pack of missile. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, as great as the Mega Man Legacy Collection is, and as great as what well, the numbers are doing well, the options Capcom has given you to put, to play the game your way, to play the game um, 100% authentic, and just all the different options they give you for aesthetics and for competitive play, that I feel is a good is a benchmark. But also, it's not one of my favorite. I mean, it is becoming quickly becoming one of my favorite um, video game collections slash remasters. Mm-hmm. But another game that I want to talk about really quick that just 
makes me so happy into what they did with um, not only just keeping the original spirit of the game, but updating the visuals and just still making the game um, very hard. I mean, still keeping the difficulty was the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I only play a little bit of two. Mm-hmm. I play I play the the original version the on uh, on the demo <laughs> on the PlayStation demo disc. Yes. Ah, uh, no. I, I, I still I still have my demo disc when I got my PlayStation. <laughs> I still have it. I just have I just never got rid of it. I'm I don't know why I still have this demo disc. I just do it. I remember it came with my system. I just never got rid of it. But keep it. I'm I'm going to. It's a, <laughs> I'm definitely holding on to that sucker because it had demos of Crash Bandicoot 3, demos of Spyro the Dragon. I think there was the opening cinematic for Parasite Eve, if I remember correctly. Uh, I think so. There was Tomb Raider, a, de- a demo of Tomb Raider. I think I don't know if mine had a Tomb Raider had the Tomb Raider demo, but I know I played the Spyro demo a lot. I think it also had the Medieval demo. Yeah. I- that's how I discovered that game. That was amazing. Yeah. But yeah, going back to um, the Crash Bandicoot and Scene Trilogy, just the fact that, I mean, not only, let me look, updated visuals are great. Part of me is a little bit bummed out because some of the games, they let you toggle between the original graphics and the old one or the soundtrack, the old soundtrack and the new soundtrack. Like, I want to put the Spyro Reignite Trilogy on, into like one of my favorites, but I've never actually played Spyro. I've never even played the Reignite Trilogy. Oh, really? I know. Yeah, it's just it's one of those games where I recognize how good it is, and part of me does want it. I will if I ever get it in my hands, I would love to have it in my collection. I just never got it. Mm-hmm. And I love dragons. I love um and even when I would play the demo on my PlayStation, I loved that Spyro demo. I had fun just walking around, just spitting fire at enemies and and then like jumping up, clutching their butts, going, ah, my butt's on fire and running around. I thought <laughs> the funniest things ever as a kid i just never played the game properly and i really need to i just next time i show i need to uh, i need to hunt that game down and, and snag it but with crash bandicoot obviously that's a that's a name i love and that's a name i i have fond memories of i loved playing two my brother and i had three um crash bandicoot three warped and we played those games to death and what um toys for bob did to not only to bring the crash games to modern consoles, it was, those games look gorgeous. They are absolutely stunning. And even the fact that they have online leaderboards and all these little extra features in the game is like, they, that didn't really touch the difficulty, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like they made it accessible for everyone to enjoy crash bandicoot. Crash bandicoot is no longer just a PlayStation game. Cause like it was back in the nineties. But uh, what they're saying is they're making a collection of the the three first games. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Right. Okay. Yep. The original oh, three. Oh, cool. It's gonna be my time to try them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like the um, just like the Spyro trilogy, uh, like Spyro Reignite trilogy, whereas they had the original three games that were on PlayStation because Spyro mm-hmm. and Crash, they were PlayStation mascots for a good long while. Yeah. And, you know, as we all know, the rights kind of jumped around and just a bunch of like, I think Universal Interactive owned Crash Bandicoot at first and then Naughty Dog, like 
Universal Interactive owns the character, but they contracted Naughty Dog to develop the game, and then Naughty Dog owns the game or the, owned the rights, and then the rights went to Activision. It's just been like a whole like juggled mess over the yeah. years of who owns what, and now Crash and Spyro are both owned by Activision. And before, I mean, not to say Activision's always been good, they haven't, but before Activision like really decided to make us mad, thankfully we got these two amazing remasters and game collections yeah so that modern people so that not only modern fans or that fans who loved the games back in the day but now a newer generation can experience these old games Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i will always champion remasters and collections i mean as i get i do understand why people people want new games it's like we want to play new games we want the new stuff um but at the same time with collections and remasters, especially good ones like Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, Crash, Spyro, it gives a chance for fans or for new fans to come around and enjoy and play these games. Oh, and in the sure. case and in the case of Crash Bandicoot, because the sales of the Insane Trilogy did so well, we also we got Crash Team Racing um, uh, Nitro Field, which is a remake of Crash Team Racing, which was one of my favorite games as a kid. I absolutely <laughs> loved that game. I didn't have an N64 for a while, so that was the only kart racer I had. And then we finally got Crash 4. Mm. Yeah, we actually got a sequel. We got a true honest-to-God sequel, and it was a great sequel. Everyone loved it. That got such high marks, and I own the game. I just haven't played it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Too much game to play. It's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem of being an adult because you have all these amazing games to sit down. Like I just got Jedi Survivor. One of my co-hosts on the Fake Nerd Podcast, Amazon screwed up. And they gave him an extra copy. So he gave me his extra copy oh, of Jedi yeah. Survivor. So I have a brand spanking new game. I just started playing it. I beat the, the first main tutorial level last night. Mm-hmm. But even then, just looking back, it's like, oh, my God, I still have so many other games to play. And there are more games. Yep. Like, like I, I, have, I haven't gotten Tears of the Kingdom yet. And I know that once I get Tears of the Kingdom, <laughs> I'm just going to become an absolute <laughs> shut-in. I'm just going to be like a little hermit. That, that's that's the reason some people there's one of my friends who tell me so when are you gonna finish the new blade chronicle uh, the first one like i don't want to start this because i know it's gonna be like 80 hours if i complete everything i, I'm, I don't want to start these games they're so big and uh i did start a little bit uh the new Zelda, and of course, it's the same, like the same length. It's gonna be that long, that big, unless I try to do a speed run. That you know, I don't wanna wanna explore stuff. So it's I play a little bit uh, every day, but I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it's never gonna end. <laughs> I mean, that's why I, I play the Battle Network games on with Buster Max mode on. It, I speed through. It's essentially <laughs> me speed running the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's essentially it's me speed running it. And also, I'm still exploring. I'm still having fun. Although I will admit, I definitely miss my strategy guides because I also, unfortunately, like an idiot, not only did I sell my games, I also sold my strategy guides for Battle Network 3, 4, and 5. And those maps, I mean, thankfully, the maps and like, you know, People, you know the game points you in the right direction of like mm-hmm. hey go that way to advance the story it helped like internet walkthroughs are there thankfully but 
partially it's not the same, but dear, but dear God, I forgot how complicated and intricate the maps oh, are in the, the Battle Network games. It's the it's, first one. The first one is insane. Like, oh, oh the internet look like every area you go, it look all the same. <laughs> and, oh, I, I, oh. and yeah, then it, later it, they, they do like these modifications to it make the game like, okay, no, I know where I am. But the first game is it, it's good, but holy fuck, it is painful to know where to go. <laughs> I got lost in Den Area 3 when I was playing the first Battle Network game because I had to go fight Stone Man. And I couldn't understand how to get to him because in that because in yes, Area Three of Battle Network One, you had to go down to the state, you had to go yes. up a ramp and then down a ramp and or down a ramp, then up a ramp, and then make a left. You had to make a left, but not that left. You have to make this left. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how the flip flop do I get there? Uh, thank God the internet is your friend, and you can have like you could like pull up maps and you can like see. It's like where the frack do I go? Oh, that's where I need to go. Oh, I was streaming this. Uh, it, the same thing happened to me, and like, okay, I, I will try ten more minutes, and then I'm checking a walkthrough, and then uh, okay, fuck it, <laughs> go <laughs> go check a walkthrough. Ah, oh, that's how I need to reach him. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that a whole bunch of other Bound Network players just had the same thing and said, fuck it, look, they just pulled up a map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I've, first, that, the first one is insane. Yeah, that's definitely what I did because let's be real, as much as I love um as much as I love the series, I can definitely see why a lot of fans are, or a lot of people are saying that Bound Network three and Bound Network five and six are the better games mm-hmm. in the collection. As I mean, yeah, Bound Network One, it lays the foundation. It's the first one. Doesn't really do a lot. Battle Work 2 builds it up even more. You get the style change. You get all this other cool stuff. And then in 3, 4, 5, and 6, it's like, okay, we have style change in 3. We have Double Soul in 4, 5, and 6. We have all this other cool stuff that you can do in the Mega Man games. We introduce Dark Chips in 4, mm-hmm. Dark Chips in 5. Just like, let's expand the combat even more. Or let's expand what Mega Man can do. And I'm like, okay, yeah. That's it definitely where, has gotten better with time. That's where it gets good. <laughs> yeah. And even in the, the liberation battles in five, the, like the, the grid based strategy I thought was at, I mean, yeah, it is a little bit confusing at first, but the more you play it, the easier it gets. Mm-hmm. And also it's just really fun to like, cause you actually do get to control other navvies in that game too, which yeah. I thought was awesome. That's, that's the thing I wanted. Um, uh, that's the only part I wanted with the collection. It was it was something like being able to swap Navi, but no, it's just Mega Man, unfortunately. That's yeah. why the the people on the internet that made that mod so people can take uh, different Navi and stuff. That that mm-hmm. that thing is really cool. Yeah, yeah. That hopefully maybe I mean because I am playing my version on the Switch. I mean. I know what the, the collection is available for PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, but for me playing it on the Switch or playing it on a Nintendo console, it feels like home, if you yeah. know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. I had because I had these games on the Game Boy. I feel like these games were made for Nintendo consoles. And yeah. I mean, obviously, if you doesn't matter what version you have, play the whatever version you want. By all means, just play the games. But it just feels you get I feel that extra bit of like nostalgia playing these mm-hmm. games on my switch especially when um my fiance say she's playing cult of the lamb and i 
take the switch off the dock up. I go downstairs. I sit down with her. She's playing Cult of the Lamb, but I'm playing Battle <laughs> Network in handheld mode. And I'm just sitting there going, this is just like back in the day when I would be playing these games on my on my Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> it just brings those feelings back for me. But um, Mint, do you have, if you can think about it, or if you had to pick, do you have any video game remasters, other video game remasters or, or video game collections that you think are is a great collection. Almost every gamer should, should experience these games at least once in their lives. Hmm. Um, there is one game that uh, I do not trust uh, Square Enix with it. <laughs> oh, I'm listening. <laughs> uh, my favorite game of all time, Parasite Eve 1 and 2. Mm, okay. I do not trust these people with it, especially when the third one, which does not exist. I know you're going to tell me hey, there is a third one. No, it does not exist. Uh, it was made to technically end the franchise. It was. If you think about it, it was made to kill the, the, the whole franchise. No. That's why it was not called... Uh, Parasite Eve 3 and I believe the author of the book uh, did denied uh, the his involvement with the third game because it was when he, he read the script it was like F no it just threw mm. the paper <laughs> he oh, ran wow. out of the door or something I, I'm, try, I'm hoping that's, that's how he did react because it, it the third game make no sense at all compared to mm-hmm. the first and second sequel. So maybe uh, the first one and two, but by a different company. So is that so? To, is there a Parasite Eve collection out, or do you just want a Parasite Eve collection? Uh, I want a remastered of one and two. Okay, okay. Um, but is there, a, is there a collection that's currently out now that you think people should definitely get and like snag the second they, uh, the second they, cha- the second mm. they can? Yeah, Mega Man Battle Network, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Term of collection? Because I've also heard, I mean, I don't own the game yet. Once again, too many games, too many things, mm-hmm. too, too many things on my backlog. And also I still have the originals for the Game Boy but I could not tell you how happy I was when I heard that Advance Wars One and Two was coming oh, to the yeah. Switch. That's and that's really good. <laughs> I've also heard good things about that collection, about how that that collection is like it brings back the um, it just brings back that classic Advance Wars feeling. But also mm-hmm. the animation, the anime cutscenes look really nice. Uh, the quality of life improvements they made are really nice. Only thing is that people have complained about is the matchmaking for um, for online isn't the best. But at the same time, this is one of those games where they the more stuff they added, just it. Um, I don't want to say it overcompensates, but it evens out. Whereas, like, yeah, there's this one bummer about the game, but here's all this great stuff about this collection. Definitely pick it up if you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music is excellent. Like I said uh, on Twitter, I said the music is so good and want to make more want to dance. <laughs> the music I would is love, that good. Yeah, I want to get Advance Wars, but I still have my Game Boy copies. I'm gonna hold on to the Game Boy copies, and part of me wants to play through the Game Boy games first and then get the remaster, the HD collection for the Switch. 
But at the but once again, just just way too many games. I'm gonna see if you get the collection for Advanced War. You're gonna get a surprise. Okay. I would because I, I would I like don't to get spoil anything, but you're gonna get a surprise. All right, I'll I'll uh, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, a big collection. I will want to see. It's from mm-hmm. software. I will I will want to see uh, a big collection of Armored Core. Oh uh, yeah, like one two three maybe one two three four. No, I would say one two three. Because mm-hmm. four is is good, but it's um, a lot of people didn't like it because it was way too fast, which I understand. Uh, five, it's the reason it's uh, it's online only, so that that cannot work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, one, two, and three, okay, all together with the the expansion stuff. I think I've known about Armored Core. For a while, I don't know if I was accidentally confusing it with Front Mission because I know Front Mission is getting collection eventually. That's going to be on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got is... the first. Yeah. The second one is coming. Okay, okay. So the first is already out. Second one's on the way. Got it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a third one also that is coming. Yeah, I remember seeing a review for Front Mission Four on the PS2, and people were saying that Front Mission Four was amazing. Like, because when I, when I, what do you tell me? tactical games i think of games like final fantasy tactics fire mm-hmm. emblem and then i i remember watching x play back in the day and they were reviewing armored core or not armor core excuse me front mission four and it's like no this is a tactics game but it's mech tactics and i'm like mm-hmm. mech tactics <laughs> tell me more and i never got the game and i'm upset about it <laughs> Yeah, From Mission is a very, very, very good series, but uh, we got some very awful release. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one we got was three, mm-hmm. then we got four, then Silence. <laughs> we got <laughs> the first one on DS, mm-hmm. and then that's it. We didn't oh. get the second one. We didn't get the the uh, the fifth one we didn't get the best one which was from mission online which Ooh. i was extremely lucky and i did play this a lot okay. so that uh, i was a, i was able to um, purchase uh, playstation 2 from japan the Ooh. copy itself as, as well and i was plugging on the japanese server playing from mission online it's not tactical i mean it is but it's not as it's not like square base like final mm-hmm. fantasy tactic it's mm-hmm. it's like um a third person shooter with uh, i believe it was eight player against eight okay and uh when you were shooting you had like um like uh, action point so you could not like shoot twice you had to wait that bar to fill up so you can do uh, another another attack again so what people were doing is like they were doing like a, a quick strike they were all charging shooting then using their their wheel uh to retreat then attacking mm-hmm. and so it was a back and forth forth and back it was extremely fun that sadly they turn off their server <laughs> maybe someday maybe maybe someday but i will not lie i was when um 
the announcement for Armor Core Six came out because I, uh, I mean, once again, Armor Core—that's <laughs> a series I feel like I know of. Never played any of the Armor Core games, but I—I I mean, but because of like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Elden Ring, anytime from software comes up as like, "Hey, we have a new game coming out. Here's some things of it." I am now just frothing at the mouth. And for a game like Armor Core Six, Fires of Rubicon, which is slated to come out, I want to say next year, August. Oh, it's coming out in August. Mm-hmm. Wait, August of this year? Mm-hmm. Nani? <laughs> Bloody I, hell! I, I do believe it was in August. I did um, order the six hundred dollar edition. But I believe it was August. Jeez, man, six hundred dollar edition? Yes, yes. I, I'm you sorry. Bet, you better <laughs> don't don't apologize to me. I mean, I am happy for you that you're able to spend money for a six hundred dollar edition, but you better be getting like a half size mech for six hundred dollars. Twenty five, twenty five August this year. Alrighty then. Mm-hmm. Good yeah, the, the collector's uh, a joint mech. I believe it's um, thirty centimeter, like the the size. Uh, that was the first version, and there was like a deluxe where you could can put the mech inside, like a um, like a garage or hangar. Yeah, that that's the one that cost six hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, okay, it better. Um, uh, but yeah, because because with from software, because I would because with from software with Armored Core, I once again don't really know much about Armored Core. But I would also say if there was a chance for them to come out with an Armor Core collection, I would definitely give that a shot. I would definitely love to pick that up because I feel like with video game collections, especially when they have multiple games in one thing, mm-hmm. it gives you a, it gives you not only is like, hey, here's us or here's a company preserving these games, making them accessible, making them easy because going jumping back to Battle Network, oh, before the Legacy Collection came out, a lot of those older Battle Network games, especially 1, 2, and 3, they were very expensive on the second-hand market. And now you have them available to play on modern consoles with a lot of quality of life improvements, It's still, but it still gives you the chance to play them as they were originally intended to be played. Mm-hmm. And with... Um, and really, it just... I Like, with Mega Man, because Mega Man has been... I would say Mega Man's been a bit of a rut. Like a game comes out, people are overjoyed, but then silence. Mm-hmm. Um, game comes out, people are like, woohoo, silence. Uh, like Mega Man 11 didn't do a whole lot numbers wise. Like I know it didn't sell the best, but it was still touted. And it, I would say the reviews were good. People said, I would say like people were giving it like seven, eight out of tens, give mm-hmm. or take. Still a good game. But it just wasn't, you know, pushing the numbers. And now that was something like Mega Man Legacy Collection is pushing the numbers because Capcom has this thing called the Capcom test where they put out a game. If it does, if it makes like a certain benchmark of sales wise, then they know people want it Mm -hmm. or they want more of it. So hopefully with this, we get more Mega Man stuff. Yeah. The problem with uh, the Mega Man series is that they they made so many like they they announced so many new game in the past but they all canceled them. And then since a long time the the only new Mega Man game we got was I believe Mega Man 10 on Switch. Mega Man 11. 
Eleven. So that's that's it. That's all we got since <laughs> since then. Then yeah. we got a lot of Resident Evil. We got a lot of Monster Hunter. A lot of stuff about Street Fighter, but no love for Mega Man. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's, it's a bummer. bad. It's it yeah. sucks. Yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. because obviously other companies have taken have seen this approach. Is like, hey, if we put out these collections and they sell well, the will will probably help fund a new game like with um i would say because crash bandicoot sold so well that that prompted activision to do have toys for bob make crash bandicoot 4 because that was a long way because there were sequels on the playstation 2 done by del- uh, different developers because there were other crash games after the playstation but not a lot of people talk fondly about those older crash games that were on the playstation or even the x the original xbox because they weren't received very well you would look mm-hmm. at Crash Bandicoot 4 when the game came out and, and of course, huge diehard Crash fans played it. They're like, this encaptures all the stuff we loved about the original Crash Bandicoot games and dials into 11. And it's do, it did well. Like, it did well. Fit, um, I want to say it did decently well financially. It did well critically. And the game has been praised to high heaven. But, I mean, Activision be Activision, those bastards. But still, it you buy the collections, you show the company that hey, this is a viable, um, this is a viable financial move. More games get made. Hopefully, mm-hmm. that happens with Mega Man. I hope so. Uh, I'm still waiting for Mega Man to be off the moon, if you know what I mean. Oh, girl, let's not <laughs> talk about. I am the mountains of salt. I have at Capcom. I will never forget one of my oldest friends. I met him at another childhood friend's graduate. I saw him again. It's been well over 10 years since he and I last saw each other. We're hanging out. And this is like, what, 2011, 2010. It was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Well over 10 years ago. We're sitting there. We're talking video games. And he mentions that Capcom is making Legends 3 for the DS. I don't own a DS at this point. So I'm like, well, I definitely need to get or a, a 3DS. Excuse me. I tell you, I need to buy a Nintendo 3DS, so I eventually mm-hmm. buy one. First game I buy is Ocarina of Time for Ocarina of Time 3D because I'm like I've never experienced the original Ocarina of Time. This is the best way to play it. I've heard I'm going to snag it. Absolutely loved it. Also on my list as one of the best remasters I've ever played because thank God I could just like tap a button for the Iron Boots and the Water Temple stuff constantly going in the menu, going out in the menu, going out. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, the mountains of salt that I have that they canceled <laughs> Mega Man Legends 3, I am still angry at Capcom for that. I love them. I, I do. But for, ooh, that's why I'm hoping that they finally get off their ass and make a Mega Man Legends Legacy Collection. And then that sells like absolute hotcakes and people are essentially pointing their metaphorical mega busters at Capcom as like Legends 3. <laughs> we so want nice. it. He's still on the moon. He's like, what? Still where the, the fuck moon. are they doing? <laughs> still, still on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe oh one God. day. Maybe um, we we can only hope. Uh, every time Capcom, because I think Capcom has a thing coming up for summer. They, I know they have a presentation for Summer Games Fest in the beginning of June, so it's only a few weeks away. I know it's going to be mostly about Street Fighter. They're probably going to mention something about um, like updates to Resident Evil 4, which mm-hmm. is another remaster I need to get because I have heard that I love the original Resident Four, Evil 4. Same. 
Yeah. It's very good. I, I still need to play, because uh, I have Resident Evil 7 saved on my hard drive for my PlayStation because of the PlayStation Plus program. I want Resident Evil 8. I played a demo of it where they put, um, it's third person, not first person, and it, I loved it. It was terrifying. <laughs> and Resident Evil 4, of course, that was the first Resident Evil game I played. That was the first Resident Evil game that made me fall in love with, um, or didn't make me fall in love with the franchise. It just made me, it was my introduction, but it was one of the things where it was like, okay, I see you, Resident Evil. You're absolutely terrifying. <laughs> and I've heard nothing but great things about that remake, and I just need it. Once again, too many games. <laughs> I feel like that should be the tagline for this episode. It's like, too many games. Too many games, yep. That's insane. And I'm trying to, uh, I'm buying all the triple tr- A game I want. I'm also trying to support all the indie as well. And there's oh, so yeah. many of them. And there's one coming, I believe it's in June soon. Uh, the one with the, 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 the you play as a, a fireman, uh, a firefighter. Have you heard about, about this one? Uh- I don't think so. The one uh, indie uh, game that the indie game that I know that's coming out soon, I want to say it's coming out this year, maybe in the summer, that I really want to play is the Plucky Squire. Have you heard about that one? Oh yeah, I saw that. That looked yeah. cool. It does. How it like mixes all these like it's two D then three D and it mixes all these different animation styles together in these different types of these genre games. Uh, kind of remind me of um, a little bit of Paper Mario. Ooh, okay, yeah. Yeah, since it says since it's keep changing the 3D to 2D, yeah, it did look good. But the one right now I want to get is uh, I just checked the name, it's called Nuclear Blaze. It looked really awesome. You're a fire uh, firefighter, they, they send you uh, inside like um, um, a giant building on fire, but you will discover something very dark about this building. And yeah, you're, you're it's like um, kind of like um, Castlevania, but your weapon is it's uh, it's called it's a fire you know, hose, a fire hose. There you go, <laughs> it looked pretty cool. All right, I haven't heard of that one. Um, I definitely, I know there's like a few other indie games coming out. Well, the one that has, has made a really big impact on my radar has been the plucky squire. The one prior to that, which my household still has been playing, especially my fiance is cult of the lamb. That game has been (laughs) absolutely fantastic. I absolutely love it. And with the new update that just came out, it expanded the game even more. My fiance just beat it and I need to get on that. But once again, I also got Jedi survivor on my PS five that I need to finish totally as game. well, <laughs> as well as Sonic frontiers. Cause I haven't beaten Sonic frontiers yet. Too many game, too many games, <laughs> but yeah. actually that reminds me speaking of Sonic, even though as much as I love Sega, I want to kind of give Sega, I don't want to give them a lot of flack, but I must say, I mean, I want to give them some flack for their business practices, especially with the Origins collection. But playing the Origins collection, because I do have it, I have it on, I got it for sale on my Switch. I have to say, in, um, playing through story mode and playing through the games and what they have, especially for anniversary mode, where you don't have lives, you have these like these little coins. Mm-hmm. It has actually made the i mean the game looks absolutely great the the way they were to format it into 16 by 9 but you could still play in 4 by 3 should you desire and you could still play classic version should you desire but with anniversary mode the game looks amazing even with the 16 bit the 
it, the game doesn't look stretched out into the modern form into modern screen formats. But one of the things I love, especially with Sonic one getting those chaos emeralds was I hated trying to get the <laughs> chaos emeralds in Sonic the Hedgehog one. I absolutely despise it. It just upset me and I would always mess up. And of course you don't get it to try again. You try again by yeah, resetting your cartridge, mm-hmm. but in anniversary mode, there's like, Hey, if you have the spare coins, you can try again. You oh, want to try man. again? And you, you could try as many times as you have those coins. And those coins are kind of like lives. But if you die, you don't lose them. And you just, you can only go, they only go up. They don't go down. The only time okay. they go down is if you spend them to try the special stage again. Or if you unlock some art and other stuff in the actual game that it ha- in the game itself. Okay. Which I, I would say that's. I mean, I'm still mad at Sega for like finally coming up and like, oh, hey, we're going to come up with Sonic Origins physical edition now. There's more stuff to get. I'm like, ah, <laughs> you can finally play as Amy Rose. That's awesome. But damn it, Sega, I already have the game. I don't want to double dip. And then I see what they're going to do for the for the physical version, how it looks like a classic Sega card, uh, Sega box. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> double dip, aren't classic. I? beautiful classic to make you buy more stuff i mean i that's what i did for sonic media i got sonic media for the ps4 originally i had the collector's edition you can't see it but the step actually but i can pull it up oh i like see it the, that's on yeah. the top of your uh... oh that's just oh uh, that's sonic right there mm-hmm. oh that sonic's just like a little action figure but i'm talking about oh, this okay. beauty okay, okay uh with the ring inside yeah it has the ring inside <laughs> let me see if i can pull her out Yep, there it is. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, I ha- I got the special edition. Mine only. Yeah, I got the I got the special edition for a PS4 for the PS4, but this is when the game first was announced and it came out. Then I find out that hey, we're also coming out with a physical edition, and not only does the physical edition have all the DLC included, it also comes with a reversible cover, an art book, and um, you can. Bet your butt that I definitely double dipped in that. <laughs> I bought it for the Switch, so I have a version of the Switch and I have a version of the PlayStation Five on the on the PS4. Well, now my PS5, and I can only bet that when the Origins Collection comes out for modern consoles, twice. yeah, I'm not <laughs> proud of it. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, I didn't buy Sonic Mania when it first came. I mean, I bought the game when it first, when the game first first came out. But with Sonic Mania Plus, I waited a little while. I think I got my copy. I got a special eBay bundle, or I got a decent deal for that and another Sega Genesis collection. I want to say for like I got both games for like like thirty five dollars, give or take. It was mm-hmm. definitely it was definitely under forty bucks for both games, and it was physical. They had everything there. Everything was fine. And I mean, I bought it for Sonic Mania, but I thought, hey, the Genesis collection, I'm not angry about having more Genesis games to play. I heard this was a decent collection. I looked at the games list, solid collection of Genesis titles. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I could go for more Genesis games. Why not? I love <laughs> the Genesis. I love the, I love the Genesis. I cut my teeth on the Genesis. Since you're a big fan of uh, Sega game, have you heard of uh, the game Valkyria Chronicle? I have it on the PS3 and I just need to play it. It's amazing <laughs> i've heard i've it, heard it, amazing things i it, and then of course when i buy it for the ps3 there's a version of it in the ps4 i'm like 
damn it. Yep. It's not. It's not that. Um, I mean, they they didn't change anything. Just made the graphic a little bit better. It's not mm-hmm. that impressive. It, what sucks about this series again? They release one, two, four. Yeah. Where, where, where's the I've third noticed, one? Like, why? Come that. on. I've noticed that. I actually. Oh, I forgot where I was because I remember. I think I, when I saw Valkyria Chronicle. Um, on the PS4, it's like Valkyrie Chronicle Collection. You have Valkyrie Chronicle One, and then Four. I'm like, but where's two or three? Where'd they go? Mm-hmm. It's uh, the the second one is um, the problem with I have with the second one. It's uh, it's too small. Mm. When, uh, the, the map are way too small. They're, they they try to make the game like um, like more quicker, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not that great. And what I hate that the third one it looks so amazing because you play as uh, you technically play as you know uh, Battlefield Bad Company those those uh, redneck soldier you you remember that I once again I've never played Valkyria Chronicle I do I know the game by reputation and I bought it secondhand I just once again I just haven't plugged it but in my have, PS3 have you playing. heard of um, Battlefield Bad Company. I've heard of it. You play as like some redneck soldier, you know, huh. some people with problem causing huh. causing problem in the army. But technically, Valkyrie huh. Chronicle Three, that's what you play. You play as um, a, a bunch of people who are always sent on like suicide mission because they don't want them in their team. Uh, so, so and essentially, look, they're they're the ones who like to cause problems. They're, yeah, they're, the, they're the ones. They're the ones who wake up and go, "I choose violence today." Yeah, yeah, exactly. You play as these dumbasses, and the story looks so great. But again, we didn't get it but the i must say i play i did finish the uh the fourth game the the last one mm-hmm. and i did stream it and it uh there was a lot of people watching the stream and it gave us a lot of emo, uh, emotion emotion it, it was the story was wow it, it made us cry it made us laugh uh, it make made us like having like a, a revenge. Like I don't want to spoil anything, but you get extremely mad at one point, mm-hmm. and then when I beat, I was like, "Wow, that was amazing!" And they, they didn't get a lot of sell. That's that sucks. It's one of their yeah. best game. Yeah, uh, that's that is a bum- that is a bummer. Um, I mean, hope once again. We can only hope for certain franchises because you know games are expensive, and even because oh, there yes. are because there are really good um, game remasters and game collections that are the love is there, the um, the attention to detail is there, the op- the quality of life improvements are there, and even though I I mean I am part of the problem when it comes to one to a certain collection going to Nintendo. Um, I bought it day one. I put money down on it day one, and I w- I fell into the trap. But also, I wanted this because I wanted this collection. I never really experienced these games when they were on the original consoles, and that was the Mario 3D All Stars collection. 
Mm-hmm. while I was happy to have it because that was the first my first exposure or not my first exposure but that was the first time I was finally able to sit down and play a game like Super Mario 64 because I will not lie I bought that game solely for Mario 64 Sunshine and Galaxy that's just extra gravy for me baby I wanted it for Mario 64 and when I was playing it I was like this is great but wow Nintendo talk about a bare bones port it was mm-hmm. just a straight port it wasn't a remaster it wasn't like I cannot tell you how many times I was trying to move the camera and I hear the that sound haunted my nightmares <laughs> for months. The camera gets play. stuck. You can see shit and then you fall. <laughs> so many leaps of faith. Now, once again, I some people can argue that, oh, they're trying to preserve it as best as they can. They're trying to do all X, Y, Z. I get it, but I don't know maybe just put in some better quality of life improvements that we can toggle on and off at whim Mm kind of like what capcom is doing with the mega man games like let's see legacy collection you could rewind which was how i beat the yellow demon in mega man one because let's be real the yellow demon freaking sucks and is hard (laughs) as shit um you have rookie hunter mode for the mega man x game so if you accidentally fall down a pit then you don't automatically die you just get warped back to the ledge and you get to try again and oh look at that mega man legacy collection uh battle network you get buster max mode which lets you help speed run the game so you don't have to <laughs> grind for 20 plus hours to get that one special chip because you need the perfect hand to beat that super hard net navy at the late game look at that <laughs> well all this stuff you could turn on and off but nintendo come on help us out here and it's just like ugh. I mean, hell, they even did it with the Sky with Skyward Sword. They changed the control scheme, so you can and you can just get to pick and choose what kind of control control, bleh, control scheme you wanted. You didn't mm-hmm. have to do the motion controls. You can do controller controls. Oh, that that's that's why I hated Skyward Sword. It was the motion control. I hated that. Oh, it was terrible. And then when we got this, it was like finally, I can play the game like norm a normal person. Yay! <laughs> I will not lie. Skyward Sword is one of those. I was so hyped when they announced Skyward Sword. I never played Skyward Sword. And for some reason, I just because of Skyward Sword's reputation, I was I will say the internet has definitely um given the game a bad reputation in my eyes. Because mm-hmm. like when the game first came out, you know, all the game reviewers were giving it 10 out of 10s. They were just like praising it across the board. But then when when people were actually playing it and talking about it online, they're like, no, this game isn't as good as you think it is. It's just writing off the coattails. Cause I, I will not lie. The first Zelda game I actually beat like from beginning to end was twilight princess. Mm-hmm. Love that game. Absolutely adore that game. I thought that game was amazing. Skyward sword looked great. Never played it. Then I played link between worlds. Absolutely love it. It's my favorite Zelda game of all time. I would play other Zelda games like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Breath of the Wild, of course. Breath of the Wild is way up there. I cannot wait for Tears of the Kingdom, or I cannot wait to play Tears of the Kingdom. (laughs) But with Skyward Sword, that's just the one Zelda game that, cool, it deserves an HD treatment. It needs, like, people should get a hold of it and play it better. But at the same time, I just don't, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I did not finish that game, but I was, uh, I believe, at the third dungeon, and I was like uh, getting this vibe of like, uh, should I continue or not? Mm-hmm. 
let's say, I, I don't know. There's just something about this one. I, I'm not sure what it is. It it, it sucks because uh, I, I really love the world because I, I freaking love Sky of, uh, uh, of uh, Arcadia. So it kind of reminds me of this. But I don't know. There's something about it. It's like... Um, when I was in the forest, like uh, the first forest you go in, it, uh, when you look at the, um, the 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 place, it look empty. Like it, it it's big, but it's look it look, it does look empty. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing. It feel empty. It feel yeah. like they made that game that game like really quickly compared to the other. Compared to the uh, the other Zeldas, yeah. Yes. Um. I mean, and the thing about the Skyward Sword HD remaster, I've heard nothing but good things. I mean, it, it's Skyward Sword, but I've heard people say that the control scheme they thought of, because obviously when the game was first developed, it, you they had the they wanted the motion controls. The most you, it came with the motion control plus. Um, there was like this whole thing that you needed to play Skyward Sword properly, and I will I will give Nintendo credit. Because when they were remaking Skyward, or when they were HDifying Skyward Sword, they knew that they had to change the control scheme, and they also, and with the Joy Cons, because there's still motion controls with the Joy Cons. If you want to mm-hmm. play with the motion controls, they no. give the option, and I think the <laughs> fact that they give you the option to do it, as in of you and I won't do it, but the fact that they give people the option too is good. Yeah. The fact for me, a a really good remaster and a really good HD collection. Well, especially when it comes to older video games is when you're given the pro I mean, yes, people will say it's like, Oh, it's just the same game. But when they give you options to do different stuff or they give you options to help like skip through dialogue or um, like speed the game up a little bit. So you don't have to go through certain grindy bits or even when they give you a whole new version that was never, that never came out in your region. I think that is a sign of not only a good remaster of a good remaster, but also a sign of like, hey, we know that we were put, we were we weren't able to do this before because of X, Y, and Z. Now we can. Mm-hmm. Um, one of one of my favorite games of all time, or one of my favorite game series of all time, is Kingdom Hearts. I absolutely adore Kingdom Hearts. And when Square Enix released Kingdom Hearts um, 1.5 and 2.5, I, yes, I understand people are like, ah, oh, the point fives are the titles are lame. It's like, yeah, but. Now we're getting the final mix versions, which have more bosses. It changes the gameplay up a little bit. And we never got those in America until the HD versions came out. Mm. Those were only released in Japan. And then finally, 1.5, 2.5, 2.8 comes out. And it's like, sweet, we have these versions finally playable in America. Never had them back in the day. They even added more dialogue, like in Kingdom Hearts 1, after you fight Sephiroth and you beat him for the first time, he just disappears and there's nothing. Final Mix version, there's dialogue between him and Cloud and you get to see him fight. <laughs> That's cool. And you can still reach out to Sephiroth again if you want, which is awesome. If you if you go back very quickly at Mega Man Battle Network, I believe I'm not sure though. I believe they had it. Uh, it's called Mega Man Battle Network 2.5 or 3.5. It was uh, only Japan. It, I believe it was a different game, but there was uh, one Net Navi that we didn't get in all the other game. It was uh, Time Man, I believe, with Cosmo Man. Ooh. 
Uh, I, I saw a video oh. about this uh, very uh, recently, and I do believe they had it that, and they had it all about ship from uh, the toy. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a toy, and yeah. some battleship was only from that toy. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the net, the what's called again, the 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 the, the the Pete, the Pete, the so, PT, yeah, the PT. So there was some card that will uh, give you some rare battleship you could not get inside the game. I believe those battleship are as, as well in, uh, in the new version in the collection. Yeah, you know what? I don't remember. I I feel when you said like Cosmo Man or Time Man. It felt like a memory was unlocked. It's like I feel like I have seen it before. I just can't remember where. But that's exactly what you said. The the content that's locked behind like certain toys back when the games first came out, and they are not accessible anymore, or at least they are. They're just hard to get. But with these new collections, they make them accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, I will. I will give also. I also give. I'll also throw Nintendo a bone and say this is actually a good thing that they did. Um, when they put Super Mario 3, uh, the Game Boy Advance version, on the NSO, they straight up said, it's like, oh no, you can access the e-reader levels. Because do you remember the, the Game Boy Advance e-reader? Mm-hmm. If, yeah, so for those of you who don't know, the e-reader is this peripheral for the Game Boy Advance that you plug into the top of your system, and there are these little cards that you can swipe across, and they can unlock games, levels, and games. Just like, you know, it was kind of like DLC before DLC in a way, but you also get to collect these cards. I wanted one, but I never had it. And with when Super Mario Advance three, or when Super Mario Advance three or four, you know, Super Mario Brothers three came out for the Game Boy Advance, there were more levels, but they were locked behind the e-reader. On the Nintendo Wii, on the Wii U eShop, those e-reader levels well, those e-reader levels were available. And now, when the, the game came out on NSO just recently, just a few months ago. They made those levels available, no harm, no foul, and I think that's great. Mm. I got it. It's uh, Mega Man Battle Network four point five. It's called uh, Real Operation. Oh, uh, and that was Japan only. That was Japan only. Yeah, just that sounds like a thing Japan would do. Mm. <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> but at the same, at the, at the same, hey, Japan got a lot of really cool stuff that we never did. But I, at the same time, I do feel that the the Famicom disc system, if they were to bring that over to America, it probably wouldn't have done as well as it did in Japan. Mm-hmm. But at least we were able to get games like Zelda and Metroid on cartridges, and those and those things are have stood the test of time. Oh, especially. That's for sure. <laughs> yep. Oh, another great remaster that has just came, that has came out this year. I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet because this game was number one on my list for I need this remastered. I need this remaster now. Metroid Prime. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna hate. You're gonna hate me though. Why? I I I did play this recently. Oh, you didn't like it. I. I yeah. <laughs> Understandable. I, I will it, say, I, I do understand. like it to a certain point, mm-hmm. but then it's like, uh, for some reason, I think the part I don't like is that it's a, uh, it's a very futuristic game which I like, but then when you start exploring the planet, uh, I don't remember the name of the planet, but it's mm-hmm. forest then. Mo- ice mountain, then you know, there's not so the. the 
maybe later in the game, but at the point where I was, it felt like I'm playing like a medieval game instead of uh, oh. like a futuristic game. If you know what so, I mean? You know, I, so that you, you felt like you were playing more of a fantasy game than a science fiction yeah. game. Yeah. Okay. I, I could I could, uh, here I was thought you were gonna talk about the control the control scheme from no, side scroll in the third per- to first person. But no, okay. no, no, the control are pretty good. It's just like I did fight some bosses. I had uh, a ton of fun, but that the only thing that uh, I was like, mm, I wish there was more to because I did love to explore the uh, the, the, the 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 ruins, the ruin of uh, uh, Samus. Uh, uh, what are they called again? The bird. The chosen. Yeah, the chosen. Yeah, the chosen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did love this a lot. I was reading old texts, but then I was like, I wish it was more futuristic, futuristic stuff. Like it's just like a barren planet with forests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did finish the one, the first one, the, the remake of the first one, and in that one, I had more fun because uh, it felt a little bit more futuristic. That so that's the only thing I don't like about the prime the first one it's that it, it felt like uh I was uh like uh you felt more uh, like it was a, in a medieval fantasy setting than yeah it was, it was like, like a, Master Chief but fighting like cockroaches and stuff like wait where's oh, the yeah. with guns stuff you wanted you wanted more like space pirates and other okay. yeah exactly uh, I will I will say that okay I can I can definitely see that. Um, I mean, I don't know why I haven't picked up Metroid Prime because I told myself I want to beat Metroid Prime Remastered before I got Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, I've been playing Mega Man mostly. Probably also <laughs> Mega Man's a very serotonin, give me serotonin type of game. Um, just I said, will, just to say that's why I love the first level like crazy when you go inside a space pirate ship. Oh, that yeah. was really fucking cool. Like, the, the, the part I didn't like is that they're almost all dead. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, Metroid. <laughs> I will say, I will say Metroid Prime because I've been wanting that game. But also, once again, options, um, and even going back to the control schemes. Because back on the original Metroid Prime, it you had you like you had the C stick to move your cursor around, mm-hmm. and now with this remaster, there's like multiple different types of most of controls you can use, like or control schemes yeah. you could use. And because I'm doing like I'm doing dual stick like traditional first person shooter style control scheme. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. It is to me. It's so sputtery smooth. It's so easy to get used to, to to play the game, and and the fact that when people who have played this game, who grew up on the GameCube versions, like no, I miss this old style, and they can switch back to it with a mm-hmm. click of a button. I'm in, and this remaster has sold gangbusters. When Nintendo Shadow dropped it, I was screaming. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> finally! All my friends on my uh, my co-hosts on the podcast were like, great, Ben could finally shut the fuck up about playing this game. Because <laughs> I would constantly l- um, lament on how I never got to play Metroid Prime Remaster or Metroid Prime on the GameCube or the versions on the on the Wii. And now I do. And it's amazing. And I love it. And the second thing I don't like because i i do like it to a certain point i i do have to take some break that's what i'm trying to say but mm-hmm. the, the second thing i don't like about it is sometimes you have to go get an item and then it's all the way back so yeah. you all you go all the way back you get that item you come back you unlock that door you go in like 
oh, you, you know that item you just went to get to this in this area? You have to go back again. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> this I, is the only part I like. Uh, the rest yeah. of the gunplay is really fun. I like the puzzle. There was one that uh, the chat had to help me with it because I was I, I didn't know what to do. Uh, but the most fun part, I believe, I had with uh, Metro Prime is the bosses. I oh, love yeah. fighting the bosses. It's really fun. Oh, that I definitely need to, to get back into that game. That game has just been an absolute blast. Um, yeah, another a sign of another great remaster, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Mint, unfortunately, we are coming up on time. Is there any other remaster you want to talk about really quick before we go today? Mm, not a remaster, but I do want to talk about Armored Core 6. <laughs> Armored Core 6. Oh, yes. So many memes on Twitter about me about this game. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure if once that game was announced, if I was very cool, if you could, on a quiet night, you could still hear your, your squeal of joy across, yes. going through the night sky, just mm-hmm. talking about when, about how awesome Armored Core 6 looked. Yes. <laughs> I hope. Now, obviously, it's a sixth century in the game, but Armor Core is one of those series that a lot of gamers do know, but some don't know. I'm one who does not know. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure, I, I have a feeling that even though Armor Core 6 may be my first entry into the Armor Core franchise, it's going to be one of those entries, it's going to be one of those games where I don't have to know or I don't have to experience the former Armor Cores to thoroughly enjoy this game. I have a feeling it's going to be like that. Like, where fans are going to obviously love it, and newcomers are going to be welcomed with open arms. Mm, well, the first one, the, the the original first one, it was the, the first one, then Project Fantasma, and then Master of Arena. That so was it. Was technically one, two, and three. Then mm-hmm. when it came to two, it was like a reboot. It was uh, two, uh, sorry, two. Uh, Two, and then there was a two Unutter H, and then there was oh no sorry two two and two Unutter H. It was a follow up to one to the first one on uh, uh, the three first one on PlayStation one. Then okay. uh, three when it, it started, it was a reboot of all the other game. So it was three Sun Online. I believe it was uh, Last Raven, and then it, it, it became to four, five, 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 four and five are technically connected. So I believe you're right on six. It's going to be uh, like um, a relaunch again. Like uh, you don't have to know anything about it. But they did mention the word Raven, which is uh, the mercenary company you fight with. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if the War Raven is mentioned, I believe there will be stuff from the first one, the second one, the third one. <laughs> They'll all it's got all be connected. But this one, I believe, it's gonna be more like an open world mm-hmm. because when I saw that like robot snake coming out, which I never seen in any other of the Armored game, I was like, okay, they're trying to do like a Elder Ring mix. Mm. 
that's what I think it's going to happen. That uh, I cannot wait to see so many people complain how the, the game is too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's a FromSoft game. You should know this by now, other yeah, gamers. <laughs> the, the thing is that I, I did finish the first one like very recently. And mm-hmm. this is the, the one, the kind of game that, uh, yes, like in let's say dark soul you die you can restart where at the last uh like fireplace i believe mm-hmm. but this one when you fail a mission it's over oh you cannot redo that mission you lose uh you lose like um uh, not opinion uh, like um What's called again? Like trust. You lo- you lose mm. some trust with the company that are you to do that mission. Mm-hmm. So technically, when you're gonna restart uh, a new mission with them, it might be less rewarding, uh, mm-hmm. maybe more uh, dangerous and stuff. Like mm-hmm. there was one mission. It was like I had to protect um, like a, a prototype radar. Mm-hmm. As soon as the mission start. I turn myself. I shoot the door, the the door where the the the, the radar is. The mm-hmm. door explodes. The the turrets are start, uh, are like confused. Like what the hell is going on? I enter the, the room. I pick up the radar. Like, like it said on the screen, you, you acquired a new uh, armor card part that said mission fail. And I, uh, because you get email in this game, it's like, what oh. the hell did you do? What did you stole our radar? We hired you to protect it. I'm like, the the mission was paid fifty five thousand dollar. That radar costs two hundred thousand dollar. I'm gonna take the radar. <laughs> so yeah, you can be bad in this game if you want okay. to. That's the uh, kind of game it is. <laughs> so yeah, Armor Core Six. Um. Man, because I will not lie, seeing that game obviously with um, FromSoft, I mostly um, associate FromSoft with uh, like fantasy style games, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Elden Ring. But seeing that they that they're doing this type of game makes me so excited. I mean, like we said, like even though the topic of this episode is remasters, this game is on remaster; it's brand spanking new. But when you were telling me about how the different Armor Core games for going from one, two, and three, how they kind of reboot and change the previous mm-hmm. one. I'm very excited, and I really hope this lives up to the hype. I hope. I really hope, because it makes a long time we didn't get a new Armored Core game. And just to finish uh, the podcast, I wanted to talk about uh, one last thing very quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, go for uh, it. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're a big fan of uh, Chrono Trigger. Oh, don't hate me. Okay, okay. So before you get mad, before you get mad and before the rest <laughs> of the internet gets mad, I do have a copy of Chrono Trigger and I can prove it too. Just hold on five seconds. Da, 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 come on, come on. I just took a trip recently and I brought, so yeah, I have a copy of Chrono Trigger. Good. I have, I have the DS copy. I'm very happy that I scored this because I paid $75 for this. And then, and not only that, this version is the one that comes with the poster. Oh, yeah, I could eat it. It's right here. It, come on, get out. Mine is on my wall inside here a, it is. a frame. It's the here's nice. the poster. Here's the Chrono <laughs> Trigger poster. All the inserts are there. The manual is here. Everything is here. The game's not there just because the reason the game's not there is because the game is in my um 
what you call it. It's in my case because I traveled with it to because uh, okay. I brought this with me when I went to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have the game. I made it my mission to get this version of the game because I heard the DS version is the way to play this game. I just have not sat down and played <laughs> it yet. I promise I will. It's on my list. It's up there in the echelon of RPGs I need to play. I and I've had this yes. game for over a year, over two years, in fact, and I just need to sit down and play the goddamn game. I have it, though. It's, it's, it's here. Look, Internet, I own a copy of this masterpiece. I know it's a masterpiece. <laughs> Too many games, damn it. Well, there's, um, you know, there's a, a technically a Chrono Trigger 2 coming out, right? Was that not Chrono Cross? Or? Mm-hmm. No. Nah, no, they're trying to connect Chrono Cross with Chrono Trigger, but it doesn't fit very well. Mm-hmm. But no, there's, uh, to be honest, it's not it's not a Chrono Trigger game. It's not uh, it's not with Chrono and all the other character. But mm-hmm. there's a game that's coming out very soon. I believe it's in September, and it look very Chrono Trigger. It look mm-hmm. very amazing. It's called Sea of Star, oh, made by a French Star. French company from Quebec, where I am. Yeah. I'm so happy and people uh, I did uh, meet two of the, the people who work there they're super friendly and they are putting their blood and soul in, into that game so I believe when it's gonna it's gonna come out it's gonna be like people are gonna non-stop talking about it like uh, those two games like uh, the one with the insect what's called again uh, Hollow Knight uh, all night, and it's going to be like a legendary game, like this, like these, like like this one. Okay. I can't see star. I cannot wait to see this. Oh, there's another RPG. It's on my wish list. That it's 16 bit. It's a turn based RPG. It's fantasy, but there's also mechs involved. Oh yeah! Oh man, what is that game? (laughs) (laughs) Let me hold up. Let me see if I could find that real quick. I think I could pull up my wish list on my app because when I heard about this, I'm like, oh, I cannot tell you how much I perked up because I'm like, I I want that. We're talking about Chain Echoes. Yes, that's it, Chain Echoes. Yeah, I did order it, (laughs) the physical (laughs) version. I mean, you say it's a turn-based RPG, 16-bit graphics, already is like just taking off all these boxes for me. And then it's like, yeah, it's a fancy RPG, but you also get to drive giant mechs. I'm like, mm-hmm. excuse me? Mine. Mine. Um, Mine. I'm, I'm like, essentially, it's like essentially fantasy mobile suit Gundam. Count me in. Mm-hmm. I am yeah. all mine. for that. Mine, mine, mine. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't, I will say, I haven't bought the game yet. It's on my wish list. It's definitely one of the games I want to get. It's definitely one of the games that, once again, just, just too many games. Too many games. <laughs> too much game. Too much game. Too many games. <sighs> and yeah, for so for the next, uh, next time you invite me for the podcast, I will try to connect the VR headset so you can actually see me through an, av- <laughs> a, an avatar that the, yeah. the cat girl had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I wanted to do that to, to them tonight, but it didn't work. The the wire is not enough. Yeah. I need I need an um, extension cable. You need an extended cord. Because um, audio listeners, of course, you 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 can't see here. But for people who are watching this, it's like my my guest before you. It's just the the stick. 
the stick man of oh, okay. <laughs> it's just a stick man because the ca- my my guest um before you meant um his camera wasn't working it just would not connect to the uh, website that we used to record um but next time you come on the show we'll definitely hopefully you have the extender but mm-hmm. next time you come on it's probably gonna be after i played armor core six because yeah. now that I know because I know you're a huge armor because obviously you're the biggest armor core fan I know, and it would be awesome to talk that game. And also just to probably lament on how many times I died on a certain boss. Because mm-hmm. like <laughs> even just, just going back to playing um to remembering me playing Elden Ring on how oh, just how vindicating it was or validif um I, I yeah, I, it was vindicating when I finally beat Margit. Mm-hmm. Every, I wrote like when the game first came out, everyone was complaining about Margaret or even because I know they did patch Redon, uh, Star Scourge Radon because when me and my co-host Ryan, he and I went to we, we played the game together. We were helping each other fight bosses, going into each other's games, having an absolute blast. And he was telling me about how much Radon sucks because he beat him pre-patch. I beat him post-patch on my first try, <laughs> <laughs> but I also had help. I'm not going to say I didn't have help. I had a lot of help. <laughs> oh, cannot wait. Yep. Uh, August is going to, that's going to be a killer month. And we're already going like next month, June, Final Fantasy 16 is coming out. And mm-hmm. with Tears of the Kingdom, yeah, yes, that's knocking out my door. But same with Final Fantasy 16. That's the game that I have been just absolutely on the hype train for. Uh, I cannot wait for that game. I need to clone myself. There's too much game. <laughs> Tagline of the episode. Too much game. Too many games. Too many games. Too many games. Too many games. But Mint, thank you again so much for coming back on the show. It has been an absolute blast to talk to you again. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> of course. And where can people find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me on Twitter, the same name. Or you can find me on Twitch with the same name. <laughs> <laughs> Just look Mint Blay. You'll find her. Mint You're going to find me. Mm-hmm. And of course, you could follow me, Ben Magnet, at BenMag27, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that jazz, writing for a whole bunch of stuff. Mint, it has been an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to talk to you again when Armor Corsex comes out. It, oh, it, yes. That's going to be a good time. <laughs> um, until next time. Merci un- you're very welcome. And <laughs> unpause. Bye bye.